0: KMTT, Kimitzion Teze Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. <laughs> it's Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's Shiur will be the Shiur in the Mitzvah Ashavuit, the weekly Mitzvah, Harav Vinyamin Tavori. The shiurim this week. Uh, dedicated the Rufuash Lima for Sarah Rifka Bat Dvorah, and we pray that the Shrut of a Fatsata Torah with Torah Barabim Yamodla Rufuash Lima or the Hamamira for the Nefesh or for the Aguf Ashtabagadabus This Shabbos Parshat. We read the beginning of the Esse Makot. One of the Makot, of course, is Tzvadeim, and the Tzfadeim simply invaded Mitzrayim. But in an interesting manner, we learn a halacha of Kiddush Hashem from the story of the Tzvardim. So the shiur today will concentrate on the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, specifically on the obligation to give up your life and when you can volunteer to give up your life, if necessary. The Gemarin in Psachim tells us that Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah had a, apparently some sort of a discussion or an idea whether they should indeed give up their life. As we remember the story in Daniel, Nevuchadnezzar put up some sort of a pesel some sort of a statue, an image. We'll get to that later. And he said at a certain time, everyone should bow down to that particular statue. Hanania, Mishael, and refused to give in to the edict of Nebuchadnezzar. And the Gemara there in Psachim Daphnon Gimel Beis, discusses the source for their decision. The Gemara says, "Darash Tudus <laughs> Ishromi this person named Todos, Roman, explained, What was their reasoning that they allowed themselves, we'll see later, perhaps even more than allowed themselves, to be thrown into the fire, to be to sanctify the name of God. And the says, Nasu Kavachomer Ba'atzma they learned a kavachomer, and therefore argument was deduced from the case of the frogs. The tzfaridim, umatzfaridim she'en The tzfaridim are not obligated in the mitzvah of sanctifying the name of God of Kiddush Hashem. Nevertheless, the Torah said that tzfaridim were all over Mitzrayim. And the Torah says, In your ovens, and not only in your ovens, apparently while your ovens are being lit, and being used for baking. Mish'arosecha. So the Gemara says, We're, We're talking about that case where the oven is still hot. It's a blazing fire. And yet... The Tzfar went into the Tanur, went into this oven, and obviously died. So Hananiah Mishael Vazariah said, Anu Hashem, alachas Kama v'chama." We who are required, we are enjoined to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, so how much more so would we have to give up our lives? The Kal from Tzavideim. This uh, afort, arg, arg, argument from the im is very, very interesting. Rashi explains that the im should have thought that they don't have to go into the oven at all. Why? Because V'Chaybuhem. So Rashi, as it were, tries to explain the Lameds of the im The im should have thought that uh, there's no mitzvah. Of giving up your life because the Torah says V'chai Bahem, or perhaps the mitzvah of overrides the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. But they didn't learn it. They did not deduce from Vachaibahem. Tosus points out on the spot, Tosus there in Avodah Zarah. Vakashe, the case of Hananya Mishav Azariah was obviously a well-known case. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, the emperor, announced to the whole community, at a certain time, we all have to bow down. And they were B'farhessiah. And B'farhessiah, we have to give up our life, even in a mitzvah kala. Of course, B'farhessiah, you have to give up your life on a mitzvah. So, why do you have to learn from the Tzvaredim? Why do we have to learn a kavachomer? It's a simple law. For, For a you have to give up your life. The truth is, this ptosis seems a little strange, because Tosla should have asked, it's Avodah zara. And for Avodah zara, you would be required to give up your life, even if it's not B'Far Hesiyah. and Shvichuzdam and Megiliah are the three Averos for which a person has to give up his life at any time, anywhere, in any place. Other mitzvahs depend if it's or not parhesiyah, if it's in public or not public. But also somehow thinks that this was in public, so because it's parhesiyah, because it's a public occasion, everybody knows about it, so therefore they would have had to give up their lives, and therefore there's no need to learn see, this kavachomer, this argument that we learned from the Tzvaredim. The Marsha, when Tolstice discusses, is this really considered Parhessia? Where were of Bazaria? How many Jews were around at the time that the uh, sign went off that you have to bow down? It's not so clear that it really happened with Parhessia. But nevertheless, Tolstice assumes that this was done with Parhessia. Tolstice answers, Rabinu Tam, zeh el very interesting. Josephus says that the story of Nebuchadnezzar, we were all taught as children that Hanani uh, and Mishab were told to bow down to Avodah Zarah, and they refused, and therefore they were thrown into the Kivshan, into the fire. Josephus has one answer, that it's not Avodah Zarah at all. The king put up a statue, but he did not mean it as Avodah Zarah. He meant it as some sort of a self Image where he wanted to show his people show his respect for the, for him, and it wasn't at all a, a, a service a, of of a pagan rite or ritual. It was simply a question of his own uh, respect, his own self image, but and therefore for such a mitzvah, there's no so there's since there's no real Isler of uh, bowing down to this um, statue because it's not a god so therefore hananiah mishavazariah debated whether they should give up their life Tosos himself points out the problemat- the problematic so- this is a problematic solution because he says palchu the word in aramaic found in daniel is palchu palchu means to do service it's not just to bow down. It seems to do avoda, to do an act of, as it were, avoda zara. So therefore, Tosfos doesn't like this interpretation either. And Tulsus says that Mal Raushalo Baruchu. Tosfus says, what is the reason the Chananiah, Mishav, didn't run away? They could have escaped. They could have escaped before the time that they actually had to bow down. And the tosas refers to a Gemara in Sanhedrin that Daniel actually did run away. And Hananiah Mishav, Azariah could have run away as well. But they felt that even though they could run away, we see from the Tzvay De'im that they could have perhaps run away we'll get back to that also but nevertheless they were mekadeshim shamayim they sanctified the name of god they did god's god's order of course the whole limud from tzvar De'im, this whole study from that we infer from the tzvar De'im, what the correct law is, is very seems very strange because the tzvar De'im are first of all the questions if they have intelligence at all do they really understand what's happening secondly if we would take it literally and say they were Tamini Chachan that the they really knew how to learn, that at Sfardeya said, well, I have a Vachai bahem and I have a Kiddush Hashem and I'm willing to do the Kiddush Hashem rather than Vachai Bahem. But there's no Din Vachai Bahem either. Vachai Bahem means that the Torah was given to us as a way of life. And we learn from Vachai Bahem that at certain occasions a person should rather live and do something wrong rather than give up his life. For example, uh, the classic case would be if a person is sick on Shabbos and he has to be al Shabbos. The person has to transgress Shabbos, so you're allowed to transgress Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos and Yuma bring a number of sources for this concept that a person is allowed to be Michal Shabbos. But one of them is from V'chaybaim that the Torah was given to us as a way of life, and the laws of the Torah should not be a, a reason for us to die. The Tzvaydiim have no such limud. There's no v'chayi nothing in the Torah tells is referring to the So the whole limud is actually problematic. But, a very cute question is asked about the limud from Tzvaydiim, that the said, as it were in the Gemara, that they could have escaped, but nevertheless they volunteered. So people asked the question, but the Tzvaydiim... Could not have escaped because we say in general that a person is required to uh, keep Torah mitzvahs. If his life is in danger, he should not keep that particular law, but rather keep the more important law at the present moment of doing, of eating, let's say treif, in order to save his life. But that's in a case where a person is generally given a general law to eat kosher. He's given a general law to keep his to keep his life, and therefore we have to see which which overrides what. But the tzvaridim, the Torah commanded them. Over the Torah said to the tzvaridim, as it were, a direct commandment that the tzvaridim must go into the into the fire. So, how can you infer anything from the mitzvahedim? The mitzvahedim were commanded to go directly into the fire. Hananiah, Mishova Zayir were not commanded by God to enter this furnace. So they say the answer was suggested by brilliant uh, youths, but I know it from a sefer called Liv Yashchen, on Pasha's Va'ira. So, he discusses this issue, and he says a very clever answer. He says, yes, it's true. That there was a direct order from God that some Svardim should go into Misharosecha, into the burning ovens. But some Svardim were told to go into the beds, some Svardim were, were, to were told to go to the living room. The Svardim invaded the entire country, every place in the country. So, why did a particular Tzvaideh think that I'm the one who has to go into the kiln? I'm the one who has to go into the fire? He could have said, you go in, Vavakashad. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that that Tzvaideh should go in. I don't have to be the one that goes in. You can go in. The fact that he volunteered means that he volunteered. It doesn't mean that he had to do it. There was a Gzera Klalit. There was a general edict that Tzvaideh would go into the fire, but it didn't say which ones. The Leviathan himself uh, refers us to the, another famous Rambam that says that when the Egyptians enslaved the Jews, theoretically, the Egyptians could say that what they did is under divine orders. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram, ve'inu He told Avram that the Egyptians will oppress the Jewish people for 400 years. So the Egyptians would have an excuse and say, of course we oppressed them, but we were fulfilling God's orders. And the Rambam's explanation there, of course, is there is a general statement by God that the Egyptians will oppress your children. But it didn't have to be these Egyptians. It was not a direct commandment to this person. Like it wasn't a direct commandment to this Tzvar It wasn't a commandment to the Egyptians either. So they have no excuse. In general, God's plans may be given for the world. But we use the expression, it's not our responsibility to see to it that God's plans are fulfilled. If God tells us direct orders, that's one thing. But just because God gave a general order, a general command, a general statement, the fact, it does not necessarily mean that we have to enter the world, that world, and perform in accordance with God's will. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will run the world the way he wants, and if he said there is Xerah, somehow that Xerah will come true, but it doesn't have to be me. So, again, Art Tzfar did not have to go in. As we said, the bottom answer of Tosfos is that Chananya, Mishael, Bazaria really could have run away, but yet they learned from the Tzvardim who also, according to what we just said, it even fits better. The Tzvardim could have run away. The Tzvardeya could have said, "I'm a Tzvardeya that's destined for a bedroom. I'm Tzvardeya that's destined for a living room." What made you think I'm the Tzvardeya that's destined dafka for the misharosecha for the for the tanur for that burning oven? So, Hananya Mishav Azariah could have also run away. They could have escaped. to say, it's not me. I don't need to do this. Someone let someone else do it. It seems from this Tosfos that Hananya Mishav Azariah really did not have to die out Kiddush Hashem. And nevertheless, we it seems to be a highly meritorious act that they gave up their lives for Kiddush Hashem. And of course, the Gemara bases itself on the story in Daniel, where Hananiah, and Azariah are miraculously saved. Apparently, as a reward for doing such a great mitzvah, they were saved, and there seems to be no question that they did the right thing. According to Tulsos, they could have run away. And nevertheless, they, as if it were, volunteered to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And we say that's a very... Uh, important thing and a, a, certainly a positive thing. So of course, this question whether it's right to give up your life when it's not necessarily required is a famous controversy among our Rishonim. The Rambam is well known in Hilchos Yisodi HaTorah, Perekhei Halacha Dalit. The Rambam says Kol me shenema bo yeavar any case where a person was told to do the Avera, not to die, a non-Jew told a Jew to eat shreif. They're sitting alone in the house, and a non-Jew holds a gun to the head of a Jew and says, either you eat trafe or I'll kill you. So in such a case, it's not one of the three major Averas, it's not it's not in front of a group of people. It's also not hashmad. it's not at the time when there is a, an influence a point of influence of the non-Jew to get the Jews to convert. So the Ram says the Halach is in such a case the Jew should eat treif. So the, Gemaris, the Ram says any case where the Torah told us you should transgress rather than die B'derag and nevertheless, a person gave up his life, and he didn't do it. He's really guilty, and it's a very severe phrase. Means he is as if his whole life is worthless. He gave up his life for no reason. Mithaibn ben i theoretically it could mean that we should kill him. Of course, in this case, we can't kill him, he's dead. But Harazim is Khaybn Navshow. He should have lived. He should have lived to continue the world of Ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu, of fulfilling Torah and Mitzvos, and he gave up that life for no reason. And the Ram says, Haarezim is you're not allowed to do it. Apparently, this tells us this disagrees with the Rambam. This tells us seems that Hanani and could have avoided it, they could have run away, so even though this is referring perhaps to one of the Averos, that Yehar Ekeval but still they could have avoided it. So perhaps tells thinks things against the Rambam that they really are allowed to volunteer, and of course, the Kesef Mishnah on the spot of the Rambam there in Torah Yisodi HaTorah the Kesef Mishnah points out Many, many people who are Shlemim, complete, fine people disagree with the Rambam and say that it's considered a meritorious act. It should be considered as as a tzedakah, as a big mitzvah for a person who gave up his life. In the Rambam of Rab Shaptai Frankel's edition, it says he quotes the Rambam himself. The Rambam in in his letters in Igeret Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush Hashem, Taiman. In the Rambam's letters, he wrote. A person who gave up his life, the Rambam wrote. The Rambam wrote that he did something fine, good, and he gets a great reward. So this contradiction in the Rambam between the letter and the Mishnah Torah was discussed by Professor Chaim Salavechik in an article that he wrote, which was printed in the Rabbi Joseph Lukstein memorial volume. And there's a whole discussion about this point. But, leaving aside the problem of the contradiction in the Rambam, we've just learned the Rambam and Mishnah Torah, the Rambam Mishnah Torah says that you are not allowed to give up your life, but Tosvis, the guess of Mishnah points out that Tosvis, that many people disagree. So one Tosvis we just had was the Tosvis that we said in Psachim. And we inferred from that Tosvis that a person is allowed to give up his life voluntarily. But the truth is that Tosfus says it more explicitly in Avodah Zarah. In Avodah Zarah, Davchav Zayinu Ibez, says, If a person wants to be machmir, even with, in other mitzvahs, then he's allowed. And according to Tosfus, a person is always allowed. To give up his life, and it's a mitzvah to do. I must point out that when we say you're allowed to give up your life, when even though it's not necessary, this refers to a case where there is a, a, a tyrant, some sort of an anas, a person who forces you to do an avera, and you want to show that I will not give in to force, and I will, I'm willing to die. According to the Rambam, you're not allowed to die when it's not necessary. According to us, you are allowed to die. But this is only in the case where there's an Anas, where there's a person who's coercing you, a person who's forcing you. But let's say in the case of uh, medicine, Let's say in the case of Chil Shabbos, the person on Shabbos is very sick, he has to go to the hospital. And he said, no, I'd rather go to die, I'd rather die than be Michal Shabbos. The halacha is, you have to give, you have to be Michal Shabbos. Actually, it's not real Chil Shabbos. You're allowed to go where you want on Shabbos, to do what you have to do to save your life on Shabbos. In that case, Rebbe Chan and Vasman pointed out in Kovat Sa'aroth that no one would say you're allowed to give up your life. You're, the only case that Tosas thinks you're allowed to give up your life is where there is someone coercing you, and there's a demonstrative act of Kiddush Hashem. He wants you to transgress, and you want to keep Shabbos. That, according to Tosus, you're allowed to do. But Chas V'shalem, in the case where a person would say, I'm not going to do an Avera, of Chil Shabbos, or reading Treif in order to save my life, without an Anas, that, you're not, that certainly you're not allowed to be Machner. Uh, a certainly has to realize the mitzvah of a the mitzvah of, of saving lives, of keeping Jewish lives, is an extremely important mitzvah. You're not allowed to give up your life, according to Tosas, only in the case where there's an Anas. So we have a machlokas between Tosvus and the Rambam, whether or not a person is allowed to give up his life in a case where he is ac- actually not forced to. We had two scenarios of Tosvus. One, the case where you could run away. Another is where you could do a particular aveira. You could do this aveira, but you choose not to do it in order to be Mekadishim Shemaim. Tosvus quotes a Yerushalmi. And Tosvus says the Yerushalmi will prove exactly what I said. The Yerushalmi found in Shaviyas, Perek Revi'i, Perek Dalid, Halacha Base. The Yerushalmi has an interesting story. There was this fellow named Rav Abba, who was somehow in the presence of a, a person, a non-Jew in Rome. And this non-Jew brought him tray for food. He said, eat it. He said, I'm not going to eat it. He said, eat it or I'm going to kill you. He said, look, if you want to kill me, kill me. I'm not going to eat treif. So the the non-Jew said to him, who told you? If you had had eaten it, I would have killed you. Because either you're Jewish or non-Jewish. The non-Jew here intuited that a real Jew would give up his life rather than eat treif. And he said, I would respect you and honor you if you were a real Jew. A real Jew who would give up his life not to eat treif. And th- therefore, I'm not going to kill you. Had you eaten it, and therefore you would have betrayed your own religion, I would have killed you. The end of the story, of course, is a happy ending. No one gets killed. But we see from the story that Ravaba said, I'd rather give up my life than eat Traith. He did not know the happy ending in advance. He didn't know that the Nunju would not kill him. He really thought the Nunju would kill him. How was he allowed to say, I'm not going to eat Traith? So Tulsa's in Avodah Zarah, that tosus that I quoted before, that Chavzayim with Beis Tosas says, you see from that story, Mistama Betsinaya. I would assume that that story happened in private, and nevertheless, Rav Abba said I'm willing to give up my life. So therefore, Tosus brings from here that you can give up your life rather than eat shreif, even though the Torah says you're allowed to eat shreif. Many people have pointed out that this toast was quotes to the Ushalmi, but if we look up the Ushalmi inside, in Perigdal at Halacha Beis, there's one more line in Yerushalmi. the Ushalmi. The Ushalmi says, If Rav Abba would have heard what the rabbi said, he would have eaten the food. So the ending of the story seems to be against, what, against this ptosis. The end of the story is if Rav Abba had heard what the Rabbanan would have said, he would have eaten it. Apparently Rabbanan would have told him to eat it under those circumstances. In which case, the story would have had a very unhappy end. He would have eaten the, the food according to Halacha, but nevertheless, the guy would have killed him in such a case. But the Gemara does end with a solution that he should have done it. So, the Gemara does seem to support the Rambam rather than support Tosis, and it's ironic that Tosis brings this Gemara, this Yushalmi, to support himself. So, some people have answered that there are, as we know, well known problems in the text of Yushalmi, and perhaps Tosfus didn't have the ending. That last line might have not have been found in the Yushalmi in front of Tosfus. One could also say, that in Yerushalmi, it's actually a machlokis. Because Rav Abba had a story, the story was told about him. Ramana said, "...ilu Rav Abba, shama b'shem milad Rabbanan." If he had heard. Now, what does heard mean? The word heard could have mean, he had never heard it before, and if the first time he would have heard it. But it could be different, interpreted differently. It could be that if Rav Abba had agreed, the word Lishmoah doesn't just mean to hear words. Shema Yisrael doesn't just mean listen to the words. It means to understand, to take to heart. In Yiddish, they say there's a word herin, to listen, and der herin. Der herin is much more than just hear. You get the der her, you get the idea behind it. So perhaps the Yushalmi means if Rabbi Abba had listened, not just heard the words, but he would have listened, adhered to their words, he would have eaten. But nevertheless, in Yerushalmi, there might be a machlokas about this point. So therefore, Tulsas did bring a, a proof from Yushalmi. The Rav Abba would have given up his life. The other people say the opposite is true. This Yerushalmi actually supports the Rambam. According to the Rambam, we said the person is not allowed to give up his life. But, in a case where he's not required to give up his life, he's not allowed to give up his life. But I should mention one caveat that's explained in the name of the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef and another point that I'd like to add. The Kesef Mishnah Rabbi Yosef Cairo's interpretation, his commentary on the Rambam, over there in Hilchos Yisodi HaTorah, Perukei HaLoch Adalet, he quotes the Namukha Yosef, and he says, that the Nimukah Yosef says, the Nimukah Yosef is found in Sanhedrin, page Yud Ches, in the pages of the Rif. The Namukha Yosef says, Afil lefis Zoras Rabbeinu, imu Gadol sh'ador parutz the, the Muki Yosef says that even according to the Rambam. Now, if we we'll look carefully in the Muki Yosef, I don't think he quotes the Rambam. He just says that he discusses, as it were, within the context of being, of not being allowed to give up your life. The the Muka Yosef says, but nevertheless, if a person is a well-known, if, pious, well, well-known person who is known to be very, very religious, Yeresh Mayim, and he sees that at this particular time, this particular generation, it's important to show people the concept of Kiddush Hashem. And people will probably listen and therefore it will increase Yiras Hashem, the fear of God, it will increase Avas Hashem, Then a person is allowed to give up his life. Obviously, we know throughout Jewish history, cases where it seems that Rabbi Akiva and many other people gave up their lives when they could have avoided the situation. So, on one hand, this is the opinion of Tehospis that a person is always allowed to give up his life rather than do any Avera. But the Keseth Mishnah might suggest the answer that any case we have, Uh, Rebbe Kiva or other people giving up their lives would say that would refer to the specific case that an Adam Godel Rashoy Lekadis Hashem. One last caveat I'd like to mention, not that I really think the Rambam thinks so, but just a very interesting point. The Arzarua in Chelek Beis has a section about childbirth, and within the context of childbirth, he discusses the uh, the uh, laws of protecting life even when necessary it requires a person doing an Avera. So he quotes Ari and he says that Ari is referring to a specific case. asura <speaking> asura he raised the issue of the Ushalmi and he said that why was Rav Abba willing to give up his life? So, by the way, his text is Rav Ze'era, not Rav Abba. But it's the same story. So he said, perhaps we could say it's Shas Hashmat. It was a time when the purpose of the non-Jew was to convert Jews, to get Jews to completely leave Judaism. So that's his dolchak. It's a rather forced interpretation. But then he suggests that perhaps eating treif is actually worse than any other aveira. If a person would tell me, let's say, to be Michal al-Shabbos. Now, Shabbos is a very important aveira. But according to this, if a person would have told him to be Michal al-Shabbos, maybe he would have been Michal al-Shabbos in order to save his life. But ingesting food that's treif apparently seems worse. And the so Act brings other cases where we see that people did not eat Shreyf and were protected, as it were, by God that they did not have to eat Shreyf. We believe that somehow eating Shreyf really endangers the spiritual health of a person. Macholos asuras metamtim masalev means Shreyf of food somehow upset the spiritual balance in a person. And therefore... We could suggest, as I said, I don't think really this is the opinion of the Rambam, that there may be a number of scenarios that we could say. Let's review and conclude. According to the Rambam, a person is not allowed to give up his life in order to save himself from doing an Aveira. When the halach is, he should do the Aveira. We have one exception, in the name of the Muka Yosef, in the name of the Rambam, the Keset Mishnah says in the name of the Rambam, that when it's an Adam Gadol, has the right to do it. The Arzarua might agree with the Rambam, but nevertheless would say, when it comes to eating trey for food, a person is allowed to be machmir. Tosva says, a person is always allowed to be machmir for any mitzvah, and it's a very meritorious act. The general... Throughout Jewish history, unfortunately, this has come up many times. Whether we passed like Maitas or the Rambam might not be clear today. But one thing anyone who did give up his life, whether technically, according to Rami, he did the right thing or the wrong thing, I'm sure that his share in Gan Eden is really a special one because. Me yamud bimkhitsata who can stand in his presence